Hello, everyone. My guest today is Gina Biancini. She's the founder and CEO of Mighty Networks, a SaaS platform that serves creators with a purpose, selling experiences, relationships, and expertise to their members via community, content, online courses, and subscription e-commerce, all offered in one place under the creator's brand. Prior to founding Mighty Networks, Gina was CEO of Ning, which she co-founded with Mark Anderson, a co-founder and president of Harmonic Communications, which was acquired by Dentsu. She's also became an angel investor in Level League along with Facebook CEO Cheryl Sandberg. So Gina, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So you have an amazing career already and an amazing backstory. So I would love to, you know, learn more about you and, and basically how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, how far do you want me to go back? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, 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 I, give us everything that's important. No, I would just say, like, it's it's interesting. I just went to my college reunion this weekend, um, and it's been a long time. But it was so wonderful to reconnect with people who I went to university with. And I would actually say, you know, I grew up in, in Cupertino, California. So I grew up basically where, um, where uh, Apple is headquartered, right? Yeah. And... I was incredibly fortunate to grow up in this, this rich and fertile place, both in terms of the land, but also in terms of the ideas and the interests and the passions of everyone around us. And from my perspective, this, this passion that people had for whether it was, you know, my mom raised guinea pigs and my dad was passionate about restoring cars. And this was a time and a place in the 70s and 80s uh, when, when Apple got started through the passion of a small group of people that came together all around building their own personal computers. And it was called the Homebrew Computer Club. Uh, and that was how innovation happened. That was how change happened. And, you know, I was always passionate about how do people come together? Um, how does change happen? How does social change happen? How does economic change happen? How does technology change happen? And wow, like I just lived in the right place at the right time and um, was really fortunate. I went to Stanford, um, both undergrad, and then I actually went back for business school. And I was always passionate about how do people change systems. Mm -hmm. And then in the uh, basically mid 2000s, everything came together with social networking. Um, it just made sense to me, uh, that I could see how technology and like technology could drive people to organize in new and interesting ways. And that's really where I fell in love with the world of passionate online communities and especially and specifically online communities that were unique. They had a specific interest, passion, lifestyle, goal, um, typically led by creators that they were organizing around, that they were, were congregating and being curated around. Uh, and that showed up as Ning. And then, you know, I left Ning and I started Mighty Networks really to continue that vision, but for uh, a mobile-first, ad-free, and creator-led world. Yeah. 
Got it. I I love that. Um, that sounds super interesting. What were what were some of the so let's get get go back a little bit. What were some of the resources that have helped you know along the way and and basically when you when you first started out with your first own company? Yeah. So I've always had actually until my networks, I always had a business partner. Um, I always had a a person that that we were building together, mm-hmm. uh, and. I was incredibly fortunate in terms of the the sponsors I had, the business partners I had, whether it was Mark Kwame at Sequoia Capital, whether it was Mark Andreessen, um, who we co-founded Ning together. And I have been been very fortunate that there have been a handful of people that at various points in time in my in my life, in my career, who came to me and said, hey, Gina, let's start a company. Uh, and then with Mighty Networks, I was ready, I felt, to, to do the same thing for other people. You know, hey, let's go start a company. And what I think is so interesting in terms of when I reflect on the people that I've had the opportunity to partner with is they have always been very different than me. They've always had different backgrounds. There's, it's always been about the collaboration and the being complementary to each other. Uh, so, you know, in the case of Mark, he was a technologist. He was somebody who was really passionate and curious about so many different topics. And I was really fortunate to just, you know, uh, listen stay curious, stay open. And I have found in my career that when I have approached people with a, and partnerships in a collaborative effort with an open heart, with a curious mind and being fully present, really that's where the magic happens, you know? And and specifically you can build new things when you just keep asking the question, why? Why? Yeah. Why is that? And so why is that? And so why is that? And really getting back to, I think, what, you know, so many people, uh, you know, think about and talk about as first principles. But, you know, I've been incredibly lucky. And, and you know, the thing I would say that is a misconception, especially if you are younger and just starting off in your career, uh, and especially for some reason, I don't know why this has taken over as kind of the main narrative is people talk often about, and I'm sure you've, you've heard it, Thomas, people talk about needing a mentor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I need mentors. Turns out you actually don't need mentors. What you need are sponsors. Uh, and what is a sponsor versus a mentor? Well, a sponsor is somebody who is willing to use their political capital to give you responsibility and opportunity. Yeah. Where mentor is there to help, you know, be a sounding board for you, but is not putting their political capital or giving you specific opportunities. And I have been fortunate that mentors wasn't really a thing when I was coming up. And it was all about how could I get on the highest performing teams that were making the best decisions? And how could I actually make the people that I wanted to learn from look really, really good by working hard, by contributing good ideas, by then working hard to execute on those ideas. And that has really, I would say, opened up pretty much every opportunity that I've had in my career. Yeah, I, I love that. What, what were like three people who have have been most influential to you? 
like mentors or sponsors or whoever? So in terms of the people that, the three people that have had probably the most impact on my career, and I'll, I'll stay focused on my career. Um, number one would be my, uh, my, my family, my parents, both in terms of setting very high expectations for having an impact and also specifically being of service to others, I think was very important to both of my parents. Um, and then when my, when my father was killed in a car accident, when I was 11, it became even more important to me to, um, to, to serve, to have an impact and to, to have a, to really strive to do something special, uh, that, that helped the most amount of people. Mm-hmm. And then I would say in my career, uh, a, a guy who uh, was a partner at Sequoia Capital named Mark Kwame. Um, I met him when I was a uh, an analyst at Goldman Sachs in their high technology group, and I worked on the the initial public offering for his company, CKS Group, uh, back at, right at the beginning of the internet boom. Uh, and he turned out to be a fantastic sponsor for me. So he uh, recruited me to, to, to this company, CKS Group, to run acquisitions, equity investments, uh, investor relations. And that was my ability to go inside a company and see what it was like. Um, then he funded my initial company, Harmonic Communications, introduced me to amazing people. And I really... Uh, I learned a ton from him, but he gave me opportunities. He actually invested in me and and the, the things that we built together. And then I would say Mark Andreessen. I mean, again, another person who said, hey, let's start a company together. Let's go build something. And I just learned an immense amount about company building, platform building, how platforms work, why you want them to be programmable by other people and and how to think big and ambitiously. Uh, And I'm incredibly grateful for the people that I've had in my life, both in terms of who have driven my ambition and my sense of um, purpose, as well as the people who have actually helped give me the opportunities to realize those those Mm -hmm. purpose. Um, so that, that's been incredibly valuable and incredibly, uh, important. Yeah. Do do, do you think there was one unique skill that helped you to, to, you know, become successful or, or really helped you along the way? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good question. I don't think it's ever as simple as one thing. Uh, and, and I think that, that it, you know, it might make for good sound bites or snippets, but at the same point in time, you know, especially today, we live in a very complex world and it actually requires multiple different skills. Um, so I would say, for example, the fact that, that I always played team sports and led teams, um, made being an entrepreneur very natural and very normal in terms of you bring a team together and that team builds something, that team accomplishes something, that team is striving for uh, mastering something together. I think, you know, the fact <laughs> that uh, I, I did, you know, speech and debate in high school or, you know, community theater when I was a kid makes it so I'm pretty comfortable talking to people and I'm pretty comfortable stepping up on a stage and making an impassioned 
uh, case for experiential commerce or, or this world of millions of unique, vibrant communities that are, that are led by creators who have the ability to invest heavily in what they're doing and what they're building around their interests, their passions, their goals, the people that they're bringing together. I think that the ability to always be respectful of people, especially that are different than me, um, has allowed me to stay very open to learning uh, and specifically mm. learning about things that didn't necessarily study in school, whether that's, you know, again, how a permission system works or how, you know, horizontal architecture is put into place in, in tech systems or technology systems. All of these various things have really come from a place of wanting to stay present and listen to people as they're sharing um, the things that they're passionate about. And I think that that's really, you know, the essence of life is learning, is uh, is trying to build something, whether that's something, build on something that already exists or maintaining something that already exists or, you know, an entrepreneurial path like the one I've taken where it's about, it's about new ways of doing things and specifically better ways of doing things like how do you bring a community together to master something interesting yeah no that's that's incredible i i really love that do you have any routines that you follow on a day-to-day -day basis like strictly do every day or try I to actually yeah i i think you know the number one thing that that i have found and i think this is true for anyone is knowing when you are the most creative and going with it. So for example, I'm not a night owl. I'm a total early bird. So I like popped awake this morning at 5 a.m., not because I set my alarm, but because I was like really excited to get up for the day. Uh, and I, the first thing I do in the morning is I sit down with a piece of computer paper or a little stack of computer paper, meaning like printer paper. So like yeah, an eight, yeah. half, 11. And I write whatever is on my mind. I just basically write down whether it's things I'm trying to navigate. I like It's not a to-do list. It's just sort of a idea session. And I do it between for as little as 15 minutes in the morning to as much as, uh, as, much as um, an hour or more. Wow. So that... Uh, That is um, a practice that I have had, which allows me to capture first thing in the morning, you know, essentially ideas that fuel me for the rest of the day. And then I, I, you know, I pay attention to, you know, my energy levels. So I, I do things that drive up my energy levels, like working out and, um, and, you know, jacking you know, jacking myself up on caffeine. And, yeah. and then when I, when I'm not feeling creative, when I'm not feeling like I've got the answers, I don't try to push myself to, to do mediocre work. I basically say, you know what, this is a moment to take a step back. And this is a moment to like, go do something else and come back to the problem. Uh, mm, when, I love that. when I'm done and when I'm, yeah, when I'm ready. That, that's great. That I, I really love that. Is there is there a specific person like a CEO, founder, or, or some someone that you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, it's it's a good question. I mean, I try to read 
uh, every day. I, and I try to read primarily nonfiction, whether that, and sometimes it's history and sometimes it's books on, you know, business and negotiation and power and, you know, all of these different topics that I think are just almost a, a meditation on what I am going to go and do that day uh, mm. or that week. And so I found that. Uh, so, so, so just have to, to jump yeah. in there. So you, so if you, I don't know, like if you say if you, you have an important um, thing on, on Thursday about topic A, then you try to read something about it in the week yeah. before or. Yeah. And, and I would just say, I mean, I generally, I think that I am the most grounded and the most confident when I am uh, learning. And when mm -hmm. I can go deep on a topic and what's amazing and beautiful about today is whether it's, whether you're more comfortable listening to books on tape or whether you, or, you know, audible or whatever, uh, or reading books, there's so much goodness out there. There's so many good, interesting books. Um, and that to me is really inspiring and it's, it's where I get a lot of my ideas. Um, and make different connections, both by talking to a lot of different people, uh, as well as by reading a lot of people. And one of the things that I have decided, even in the last couple of weeks, I would say, is that I want to read as many books as I can and then go and talk to the authors. Uh, mm, I think yeah. that, like, I think there's something... You know, it's so easy sometimes, or even if like somebody's written something on LinkedIn or whatever that is, you know, there's now this just really interesting moment in time where, um, you know, if, if you happen to meet somebody who wrote a book and you've read the book, you, you, you have sort of the foundation for a really fascinating conversation. And I think that that's increasingly something that I just really value and cherish. I, I love that. What's what's your favorite business book? I actually think w my favorite business book is it's called Power, and it's got a blue cover, and it's by a professor I had at Stanford uh, named Jeffrey Pfeffer, and it is clear and it is very succinct, and I think it's probably one of the best uh, research-based books on how organizations come together, how people take on leadership, what goes into being a leader in practice. Mm -hmm. And I think it is the most comprehensive and grounded. And if, if anybody's looking for a foundational book on power and dynamics, and power always has such a negative connotation, but the reality is that in any group of people, um, that's actually what we want. We want somebody to be in charge. Um, yeah. and so that is, um, that is, I think a, a really great book that I would, I would recommend highly. There's actually two of them. One has a yellow yellow and orange cover. I think it's called power, power and politics. Um, and the other one is a blue cover. And if you go on Amazon and look for Jeff Pfeffer, uh, he, yeah, uh, I just looked it up. I just looked it up. Love it. Please share with your uh, with with your listeners because I think it's it's a fantastic foundational book. Yeah, got it. Okay, so so just to wrap this up here, my my last thing and the last topic I want to talk about is um, how much do you think 
does your your personal brand as as Gina influence um, the standing of your company? And also, you know, if you would start something new, how much would that influence that? You know, it's a really good question. I am not sure. I am really not sure. I think that it 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 doesn't hurt. Um, and at the same time, um, I think it's super important that your personal brand and all the things that you could be doing uh, for your quote unquote personal brand never, uh, you never think that it's more important than your company. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be in service to your purpose, your impact, your company, the product, your customer, um, as opposed to just thinking about, hey, I like need to just be out there talking about anything for any purpose. Um, I think that, that that's a place where um, it can very quickly uh, feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all this stuff for other people. And like, it doesn't necessarily always um, come back. So I yeah. think it's really important that, you know, if you ever have to choose between your company being where you invest the time versus your own personal brand, if you have a company, um, choose the company. Yeah. Got it. Love it. Thank you. Do you have any anything else you want to say to the audience or you want to give, give to them? No. No. I think it's actually fantastic that you're doing this podcast. I think it's fantastic that you you know, are, are bringing your audience together and there's some really good, good stuff that is out there right now. And it's really exciting. Thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Thank you for having me.